You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Welcome back to the Pull Box Podcast. This is our 37th episode, a, a special uh, fourth episode for this month. Wow. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I am your other host, Curtis Finley. So in this episode, we're not going to actually be reviewing a specific comic. We're going to do our year in review. Yeah, April is our anniversary month yeah and we've been doing this now for this is our third year yeah i guess so wow that's pretty good yeah um so i so we're gonna take a look back at the year that we just had um april to april well actually i guess march to april because we didn't talk you know on our last episode march pulls our last one of this yeah march March pulls pulls. yeah um and uh and we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the three books that we liked the most yeah. and, uh, and maybe the one book that we didn't. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, let's go, let's go from bottom to the top. Let's start with the, our, our number three pick. Okay. And you go first. Okay. Um, number three pick is kind of an odd choice and I know you actually weren't really keen on this one at okay. all, but I loved it. It's the Cowboy Wally show. Okay. And it was an underground comic about this guy that owned a tv station but he's totally inept and and kind of full of himself and whatever and i just i just absolutely loved the humor in it um and kyle baker's art style i really liked too and i know that it was it was an interesting conversation because you had a hard time getting through that one yeah yeah it was a little rough but uh, i i really loved it so that was that's my number three pick huh that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, with with the perspective, I think that I could say that that I was probably just a little bit harsh on it, but and I can tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> I I am very critical, but um, but yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, and and you know, if it if the humor hits with you on that book, I think that you'll enjoy it a lot. I yeah. think that for some of the humor, it was just a little bit. Um, it was a little bit repetitive for me. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I'm remembering correctly, it was just kind of like the same joke over and over. Um, there was th- more than one joke. <laughs> there's more than one joke, but, but there, there's a few a things. Number of repetitive that, jokes. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I thought it was just a quirky style. Um, and yeah, the humor hit home for me. And I think if fa- fans of, um, old vaude- vaudeville kind of yeah. humor and that kind of thing, it would really enjoy that. Um, I, I loved it. Um, and let, don't get me wrong. We read so many great comics and it's hard yeah. to boil it down to just three, but yeah. I was trying to think of the ones that impacted me rather than ones that I just really liked. What are the ones that impacted me? And I really yeah. liked that one, um, because it made me think about comic storytelling in a different way because yeah. it was such a different approach to, to telling a comedic story in comic form. Cool. Yeah. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is Dragon Ball Volume One. Okay. I which uh, are the first manga that we've that we read on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dragon Ball, I think I think just because uh, it was such a big part of my childhood, 
and I uh, and going back and revisiting it um, and discovering that in fact it was even better <laughs> yeah. than I remember. Right. Um, and then it sort of it it put me on a bit of a path, and so I I'm I'm through the first two volumes. The, uh, the first two thick volumes. Thick volumes, collected volumes, which have so three really of the volumes in them. You're, yeah, you're through the first six, six. volumes. Then, yeah. um, and I started watching the cartoon. And it was really interesting because the cartoon was the original way that I experienced the story. Yeah. And going back and watching the cartoon, I actually, like, I didn't even get through it. Okay. Um, and I might jump ahead to past the, the episodes that I've already seen um, into into stuff that's new. Um, to see how it compares to the comic, but uh, but really, like the comic is so much better. Oh yeah, it's so much better than the cartoon, um, and so it it's it's kind of got me on that path to I uh, I continue finish out Dragon Ball and then go into Dragon Ball Z. And I'm really hoping that Dragon Ball Z when I get there uh, is better than the cartoon as well. <laughs> uh, that that it because I love the cartoon especially. When I think back on it, the first season of Dragon Ball Z, I really, really liked, um, and and I I really liked the whole story of like Goku on Snake Way after he's been killed and like trying yeah, to yeah. to get back to save everybody, um, and there's some really cool stories in there, and I'm sure that the comic, I uh, does a better job. does a better job yeah. of it and expands on some of those ideas. So, um, so I'm I'm really really I uh, I back into that and. Anime and manga is something that I that had sort of fallen to the wayside for me because um, I do find that a lot of it is very juvenile. It's very uh, uh, male fantasy wish fulfillment, um, and uh, you haven't read the right stuff. Then I'll, well, I'll pick one that, for you that's next true. month. <laughs> um, the like I'm I'm talking mostly about anime right now, and and going back in and and getting back into Dragon Ball reminds me of why I love Japanese culture and why I love. And so, um, um, it, it's sort of, uh, it, it sparked that interest back in me and it's made me want to go back and experience some of these things. Uh, maybe some of the stuff that I've watched is anime reading it as the manga to, to sort of get the source material and see where it came from. Right. So man, if you haven't read Nausicaa, have you seen the movie? I haven't seen the movie. Oh, okay. No, the, the, the manga is just incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, it just goes, so, yeah. It's, it's like we'll, you said. Oh man, holy cow! <laughs> we'll we'll put that on the list of okay. of, uh, of future stuff to Good. to look at. But yeah, it definitely like in, when you say you know it's not necessarily the books that we enjoyed the most, but the ones that sort of affected us. Yeah. And so I have to put Dragon Ball on that list because as much like it is there because I enjoyed it, but it's also there because it just sort of rekindled a fire that had gone out. Right. Right. That's cool. That, That's that, good. So, um, so yeah. I mean, it, it 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 was a big it was a big book for me in the last year. I I loved it. So good. Um. So yeah. That's that's Dragon Ball for me. Okay. So, number two for you. Number two. Um. Number two. I picked Dylan Dog. Okay. Um. I'm glad you did because I think that would probably be number four for me. So okay. Just barely. That's good make to know. I was gonna list. say number four was gonna be here because okay. that was such a unique book. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But uh, number two is Dylan Dog, and um, we read the first two stories of this huge, like, 800 or 900 page book. Yeah. Um, and I loved those two stories so much that I plowed through the rest of that book mm. in one month. Like, it yeah. was, that's yeah. how much I loved it. 
it was fantastic storytelling, yeah. such an interesting character and an interesting world they lived in. And each yeah. one of those stories was totally different in that sense. And, um, and I just, I just ate it up. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and I really like the, um, kind of that supernatural storytelling. That's why I love X-Files and, and yeah. shows like that. And, uh, and so this was right up my alley. I just couldn't get enough. And yeah. I wish that more of it was published in English so I could read it because <laughs> because there's there are like there are hundreds of these stories in yeah. Italian and in French and but not in English. There's only like eight of them in English. <laughs> so. See, I, it, this is one of those moments where you look back on your uh, elementary and high school education. Probably wish you'd pay yeah. more attention in French. Right? right. Yeah. Totally. Like, oh, we have that opportunity. It's free. Yes. Right. And and as kids were. Uh, and I hated French. I oh, hated I hated it, so it too. I hated it. And now, yeah, I there's don't. You so wish much that you had stuff. taken advantage of that. Yeah. And one of my favorite authors is Osama Tezuka, who does a lot of manga, and so much of his stuff is published in French. French, but a fraction of it is published in English. Mm. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> tough. That's tough. Uh, yeah. No, I Dylan Dog was fantastic. Yeah. I loved that book. Uh, well, the two the two stories that we read uh, from from that collection, um, and Johnny Freak was was, it was so good, so good, and really like a great example of um, of comics going into real dramatic storytelling and using that medium to, yeah. to tell really interesting, um, unique stories. And, uh, and, and yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Like it, it, when I was scrolling through the list and I saw Dylan dog, I was like, is that, is that, uh, not quite. Cause we've got these other ones. So what's but, your number two? Uh, my number two is hench girl. Oh, okay. Good. Um, good. Uh, Hench Girl, which I uh, we we had uh, the the artist and writer Kristen Goodsnuck on the podcast, um, and had a great conversation with her, uh, and uh, and sort of you know through her pull ended up learning a lot of her inspirations and and mm-hmm. sort of how she goes about her storytelling, um, but it is one of those comics that that um, you know not enough people are reading. And, uh, and, and every opportunity that I get, if somebody asks me something that they should read, I say, Hench Girl, because you can just go online and yeah. you can just read it for free or you can buy the issues. And, and even though I've read everything, I, I'm buying the issues and, and my wife Crystal is now reading through it and okay. she loves it. Um, and, uh, and I just think that it's a, it's a really, it's just a really great, fun comic, but there's, there's a lot there. There's also a lot, of, a lot of meat on the bones. So, um, it's, it's one that I just can't recommend highly enough to yeah. people. Um, and it's one of those things that, man, I think when it gets into the hands of the right person, that, 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 that idea could become a franchise. Yeah. That concept could become something larger than just a comic or a web comic. And I hope um, to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and especially because uh, Kristen is such a cool person that, uh, that, that, you know, yeah, you do, you want to see that for, yeah. for, for uh, an independent comic artist. Um, somebody who's really like, and that's really indie, like uh, web comics is, the the modern equivalent of printing out your own pages pages and stapling together yeah. your own zine right so um seeing that i i take off i uh, it's it's been cool um to see it do well in the comic shops 
And uh, but it could be doing better. More people could be reading it. More people could yeah. be talking about it. Well, and it's um, it's being put out by Scout Comics, which yeah. is just I think they just started up. They were yeah. something before, and they revamped themselves as Scout Comics. I think that's what what if I remember what I read. And so this is one of their launching titles. Yeah. So they're pushing it as much as they can, but they're small fish. Yeah. They get they get drowned in the sea of Marvel yeah. and DC. So yeah, yeah so definitely check them out. Yeah, if you if you if you didn't read Hench Girl, go back and read it. Like I said, it's free. You can read it all online. Yeah. And um, ask your comic shop to order it in. Yeah, but more importantly, ask your comic shop to order it in. And yeah, it is it is a dollar more than a lot of comics, but that's because it is a smaller comic. I I think it's I think it's either three ninety nine or four ninety nine. Yeah. And in Canada. That's really rough right now because the Canadian dollar is not doing well. So, um, actually, it's starting to rebound now. So hopefully, like comics have been rough this year, I, uh, for for me because it's been really tough in the last six months to justify purchases. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just haven't been able to read as much as I want to. But that is a book that I will buy every issue of, regardless of the price tag on. Right, it. because you're supporting the person directly, yeah. rather than you're supporting Disney or you're supporting Warner Brothers. Like yeah. that doesn't matter. So, but yeah. but you're supporting Kristen if you yeah. if you buy this. Exactly. This I stopped buying DC Comics about. 13 issues into the new 52, which at this point now was a very long time ago, five years, about ago, five years ago, and they're getting ready to relaunch again. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and I'll wait and see, but it hasn't stopped them. Right. Yeah. But if you don't support artists like, like Kristen and, and buy their comics when they're in the stores. Um, and this, that goes for a lot of the, the, the comics that we do actually read and support on, on Pullbox. Um, then, you know, they have to go back to day jobs. And when you have to go back to a day job... Yeah. Well, I'm know. pretty sure she has a day job. Hench Girl is not enough for her to live yeah, off yeah, of, for sure. Yeah, so for she, sure. this is, um, help her get out of her day job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, yeah, it, it definitely, um, um, that's one of the things that I think that, that we can do with the podcast is bring, bring attention to, to these great comics that are out there because there are so many of them. There are yeah. so many. And, uh, so if you haven't read it, go read it, pick it up. Uh, if you have read it, recommend it to a friend and you know what the best way to recommend something to somebody is go pick up the first issue and give it to them. Yeah. Just give somebody a free comic and they'll read it. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of friends who like comics that are willing to do that sort of thing, especially because I am friends with someone who owns a comic book store. And Johnny, <laughs> when he finds something that he knows that I'll love, he just hands it to me and says, read this. Um, because he knows I'll be back to buy more comics <laughs> if I love it. So I, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's just, it, I think it's really important. So, uh, so that's my number two. Well, number one, number one for you. Number one for me um, is is a first second book that we read, and it's called The Wrenchies, and that was such a there you go uh, a groundbreaking yeah bizarre weird amazing incredible book yeah it is yeah. it is it is a unique drink of water for it sure is, yeah it's such an experience it is yeah. a complete experience reading that book going through it from start to finish it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea yeah that's for sure. But I absolutely loved it. It was such a unique experience yeah. going through that. The art yeah. is incredible, and the way he tells his story, Farrell Dalrymple tells his story, is just uh, um, it blows my mind. Yeah, it was a it was a good, a really good book. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I did, I, I did really enjoy that one as well. That was another one when I went through the list that I was like, the Wrenchies. That was, that's pretty high up there. I mean, you know, we read, we go through uh, eleven months because uh, we kind of double up in in December, uh, December January, um, and we read three books a month yeah. for those eleven months. So that's thirty three books, uh, plus our reader polls. I, or did you include no that? no yeah three oh yeah thirty three yeah that's yeah, right three books yeah um and so to end up uh, thirty three books and that's that's alongside the stuff that we're reading right uh, oh yeah like, on top of, of that because that. yeah because that's not all that we read in a month but um really like these books end up I uh, sort of sitting on top of everything else that we read so. Um, uh, for Wrenchies to make it into, I would say probably within my top 10, if not maybe cl- getting close to my top five, um, that, that means that it's a pretty good book. Yeah. It's a pretty cool experience. Um, it's very unique. Uh, and, and it, it, like you said, not everybody's cup of tea, but, um, I think worthwhile, even if, totally. even if you walk away from it going like, ah, that wasn't really for me. I think that it's worthwhile just to check it out and experience yeah. it because you might end up loving it. Well, and my taste in comics definitely st- uh, is more of um, people who like to play with the medium in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he does that. like Oh, for sure. Left, right, and center. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's almost fourth wall breaking, but it's sort of breaking the fourth wall within its own four walls. Yeah, it, yeah. So, I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a really really cool. Yeah. Really cool choice. Um cool. Well, Let's, my my number 1 yeah. is the book that I came away from last year um being one of my top books of all time and that's Invincible. Wow. Um all time. Yeah, I love that series and i've kept going with that one much like Dragon Ball Z like it was it was a volume 1 that sparked an interest. And I uh, and that world and that character, uh, we've th- we've we talked about this a lot in that uh, in that episode as well as when we we uh, did Irredeemable last year, um, and it falls into this genre which I think at this point now I mean we've done three books, um, and I think even even Wrenchies starts to fall into this this genre as well um so so it, you know it's a full-fledged genre of books that are uh deconstructions of the superhero archetype right yeah. the, of that genre that are not marvel dc books but that share so many of the the uh qualities that those books have but um look at them with a different lens and for my money invincible does that better than anybody else yeah. Uh, because what I find is with Irredeemable and I, I, um, what's the, what's the other one? What's the one that I hated? Powers. Uh, oh, what's the other one that I hated? Four, we've done four books. Uh, the, the oh, um, Irredeemable, what was, something yeah, what was city? the other one? Oh, Astro Ast- City. Astro that's City. Right, Astro city. Um, I always want to say Atomic <clears throat> City and I think that's where I get caught up. Uh, Astro City, especially with Irredeemable and Astro City. I, they, they go to such great lengths to specifically deconstruct and like point out the flaws of Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman or whatever, or Spider-Man or whatever comic. Most of the time it's Superman. Like, let's be honest. And I think because I am such a big Superman fan, it's probably the reason why I have such a big 
uh, I hang up with these with a lot of these books um, because they are often trying to tear down that that storytelling device. Right. Yeah. And then here comes Invincible, which um, is subversive and definitely deconstructs Superman for sure because that is like like I I oh, what's his dad's name. What's the what's the Superman's dad? No, oh. I no Invincible's dad. Um, oh, I don't remember. Oh, see, it's I I finished I finished volume three and I need to pick up the next volume. So and I finished it a while ago. So it's like in the back of my mind. But um, yeah, what was his name? I Captain I, Powerful. Something whatever it was. <laughs> he is definitely Superman. And yep. then you get into that book and and by the end of that volume one that we read it turns that on its head and I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil it, um, fully because if you haven't read it, go read it. Um, but it turns it on its head and then you have to approach that character from a totally different viewpoint. Um, and you see, you see where those other deconstructions are coming from, but it does it so much better. Yeah. And then on top of that, on top of it being a deconstruction of the superhero genre, it is in and of itself an interesting story about interesting characters right. well, in its own world. You can't go wrong with a coming of age superhero story yeah, as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But um, put that in that context. Yeah. So it it just the I th- I think that really that's what it comes down to compared to Irredeemable or Astro City. The framing device in, in Invincible is way more solid than it is in those other books. Those other books, you're just reading them going like, and how is, that, like, which character is this supposed to be, right? And you're kind of trying to connect the dots to, like, who are you criticizing now? Um, but in in Invincible, it is not, it's not a critique, it's not criticizing, it is deconstruction. And that deconstruction allows you to then go back to Superman or Spider-Man, because I really think Invincible himself um, relates way more to Peter Parker and to Spider-Man than he does to anybody else. Uh, because he is that sort of everyman hero, uh, that, that's burdened with this, this purpose, um, and with these powers. I uh, and, and it, his story is interesting. Mark's story is interesting outside of it being part of this larger, um, idea of, of a superhero story turned on its head. Um, and it ends up being, I think, I think, uh, it ends up being images best superhero comic through that. And man, you get to the end of, of, and I'm reading the big volumes, which is why, you know, picking them up is, is expensive because they're, they're like $40 each. Um, so I haven't gotten around to it cause I'm trying to read other stuff too. <laughs> I, but getting to the end of, I guess, volume six, which is the end of that collected volume three, um, it's, uh, it, it, they do so many cool things. The story goes to such cool places and it's still going. That's a series that is still going. Well, and it's moved now. beyond the, uh, but at this point it's moved beyond the, the looking, deconstructing superhero. Exactly. It's exactly. Its, it's, its become own its own universe. Yeah. 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 And that's that's kind of where I'm at with it, and and uh, and so you know it's a, it, it it's gone to the top of my list, and it's it's one of those like that character Invincible is is one of my favorite superheroes, and <laughs> I mean I, I'm 
I'm 30 going on 31. So to come into my life at this stage, uh, and introduce a superhero to me that can, that can jump to the top of the list. There's only one other character in recent memory that's been able to do that for me. And it's, uh, John Carter. And, uh-huh. and, and, uh, in fact, like the, because, because the book is so rooted in what superhero comics are, it actually shares a lot with John Carter very intentionally. Like it's very clear that there's, that there's, uh, well, cause superheroes themselves are rooted in John Carter. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, Mark's continuing story and the continuing story of invincible gets into very, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs territory with its world building. Yeah. Um, and it okay. gets very cool, but, uh, uh, yeah, so that's my number one. So that let's let's uh, let's finish out on bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. So what was what's your bottom of the barrel pick? Well, you know, I was looking through the through the, these comics, and there isn't one that I absolutely hated. I know that there's one that you absolutely hated, <laughs> yeah. but there's I I didn't mind that one. Now there there are ones that I just didn't care for. Is yeah. what I'm going to frame this as, and so I think the ones that I didn't care for um, are just um, there was Spider Man, Spider Verse. Uh-huh. And there were the Star Wars comics. Yeah. And I just didn't care for them. They were enjoyable enough yeah. to read, but especially the Star Wars one didn't. They didn't They're very do anything throwaway. For me. Yeah, They're disposable. It, yeah, it was too bad because yeah. I was hopefully expecting a lot more out of them, and they just didn't yeah. deliver. Hmm. I mean, Spider Verse, I really enjoyed, um, but uh, Spider Verse just to me, I've continued with that whole. Yeah, I mean, world, if you've been so. reading Spider-Man for consistently for such yeah. a long time, I, I love Spider-Man. I yeah. grew up on him for sure, but I haven't been reading him specifically. And so to see that one, um, it, it was enjoyable when I read it. I liked yeah. seeing the other versions, but ultimately it was a gimmick comic that oh yeah for um, sure that didn't really yeah. do anything for me. In the end. Yeah, it was Going very nostalgia it, based yeah. and yeah. and all that sort of thing. And I got fooled yeah. when I was reading it now, but I look back on it and like I don't. It, <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah yeah no it is they, yeah. yeah they are very disposable um yeah well for me my bottom of the barrel is rat queens which i i just you know even with with a year's perspective because it was a march poll so um looking all the way back um and it was the same month as invincible um which is so funny that like the the highest of the high and the lowest <laughs> of the lower in the same month but rat queens was just so cheap in what it tried to be that um that it really just kind of ended up aggravating me more than anything yeah and um and 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 it, it was just uh we ended up we, we read lumberjanes later in the year and lumberjanes was sort of the same sort of thing the same sort of idea but lumberjanes was written by by uh, well, it, I mean, it was written and drawn by a female crew, right? Yeah. And it was a story about girls, and it's a coming-of-age story about young girls in this uh, uh, sort of camp setting, um, sort of uh, uh, scouts slash wilderness exploration right. sort of thing. Um, and as much as, like, Lumberjanes I'm not continuing with, I, it's it was kind of disposable for me. It had authenticity and it had integrity, whereas Rat Queens tried to do the same thing, but to me, it really, really reeked of um, strong female characters are a thing right now. That's what I'm <laughs> gonna do, and it, 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 and they don't, they aren't strong female characters. They are just as easily male, if not more easily male characters. They just happen to be female for a lot of them. Right. And uh, and and really, there just wasn't. 
it was so highly recommended and everybody talks about it to at on such a, a positive high level that to me when I read it it was like really because this is about as trivial as as a story like this can get like it was <laughs> it was gore for gore's sake and it was uh, the story wasn't there wasn't really much of a story to speak of um and it was just it was everything that I hate about a bad D and D campaign, <laughs> and I know it didn't hit that for you because, because I don't play because D&D. you don't play D and D. But for me, it just reeked of a lot of that obnoxiousness that happens in D and D. So, um, so yeah, then that's where our difference is. Uh, yeah. You say context is important when yeah. you're reading Cowboy Wally. Well, I felt the same thing. Yeah. I, I and because of the context and some people the context because they do play D, they'll love that book yep yep for sure and that is that is totally just my take on it and i know that rat queens is seen as a very uh, progressive book and a very positive book but for me it's just it it just it has that fingerprint of a guy trying to be i uh, i like a feminist icon and it's like it's it's just a little bit exploitative in my opinion um as opposed to some other books that we've read i mean like you know uh, we just finished recording an episode about delilah dirk which is a very progressive female lead character written by a man but it's not there's nothing overt about her being a progressive female character she is just who she is yeah Uh, It's organic and Rat Queens is not organic. It's very overt. It's very in your face. Women can be badasses too. And to me, that's like, you you have to have more than that. You have to have more than that. And that's what it came down to. So walking away from that book. But one of them had a beard. Yeah, one of them had a beard because they were a dwarf. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I don't know. There you go. Rat Queens, (laughs) no thanks. Um, Cool. Well, that's our year in review. Uh, And uh, I think... I think we're going to have another great year. Last year was a really good year. We it read a, a lot great of great year. comics. It was yeah. hard to choose. Um, I I don't know. I didn't have I didn't have the experience that I had in in our first year with Pyongyang, which ended up being one of my favorite books. Right. And really like like if I just to talk about Pyongyang, it was an incredible book. Yeah. And if you didn't read that, if you jumped in in the last year and you didn't go back and listen to old episodes, go back, listen to the part of, of, of that episode uh, where we talk about Pyongyang um, and uh, and read that book because I think that that's a book that that's important. Yep. It's not just, it's not just good. It, oh yeah. It, no, it's, it, it's meaningful. Well, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't get that this year, but yeah, I, that's too bad. But, but you know, they can't all be like that. And, yeah. and that's, that's partially up to us on what we choose. And, well, my pick last year, um, top pick was afterlife with Archie because yeah. I just loved the, um, um, the way they treated those characters and, yeah. and, and the things that Archie is doing with their comics. Um, this year's pick Wrenchies is so completely different yeah. in there. And I feel like I got the same experience from that that you got from Pyongyang the year before. Hmm. Um, it, I mean, not the same experience, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, in a... but, but it was that it was as impactful. For yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, well, I, I, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, thank you to everybody who's been, been listening along with us since the first episode. Yeah. Um, and thank you to everybody who's jumped on at some point in between. And I think one of the great things is that uh, this podcast 
it's not topical. Um, sometimes we read things in a timely fashion, but a lot of the times we're pulling stuff that's fairly old. Yep. Um, in some instances, very old. Uh, and uh, I, I think uh, you can go back and you can listen to any episode at any time and pick up that book uh, and uh, and read along with us. And I think that that's that that's been a really cool experience. Yeah, so. and I, I my biggest hope is that we've introduced you to some good books too. Yeah, for sure. And if they, if you have, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. Please let us know. We don't get very many emails, so we'd love to hear any time that you yeah. um, you you get a pick that you that jives with you that that you that really affects you the same way. Yeah. Um, or that you hate. We'd love to see, hear ones yeah. that you hate as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. And and we love to hear your suggestions. What should we read too? Yeah, uh, like you yeah. you suggest something to us, and we'll we'll give it a shot. Yeah, um, awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, and keep reading all of those comics. For more Pullbox Podcast episodes, you can check out pullboxpodcast.com to submit a reader poll. Uh, you can email thepullboxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter and on Instagram at pullboxpodcast. And you can follow me, Curtis, on Instagram at Curtis Bidley. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Uh, you, can, you can also find all of our other great podcasts over at thunderquack.com. And uh, uh, that's the home of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, of which we are proudly a part. And uh, and if you want to help support all of our podcasts at Thunderquack, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack. And, uh, and and you can you can pledge your support over there. Every dollar helps. But uh, if you're a Pullbox fan and supporter, then you'd definitely be interested in the $20 level, which allows you to get all three episodes of the Pullbox podcast, all three of our books, as one super long episode uh, right at the beginning of the month, as opposed to having to wait for the individual episodes to be released. So you can find all that at patreon.com slash thunderquack and all of our other podcasts at thunderquack.com. Thanks for listening.